0: Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct, you guys. I hope you all are having a good week. If you caught last week's episode, you know that I said we were going to try and do something a little bit different for the next couple episodes, see how we like it, see how it flows, and that is that we are going to go over some of the theories, just a handful of the theories that you guys came up with from last week's case that we covered. And if you missed last week's case, you could go catch up on that as well. I covered the Morgan Nick case last week and it was crazy seeing how much you guys had to say about it. It was really cool seeing all of the comments on my YouTube video and just the DMs and emails that I got was really, really cool. And a lot of you were from or are from the Alma area. Um, so I wanted just to run through a couple of those real quick. One of them was from my YouTube video. And like I mentioned, I'm going to be keeping these anonymous. So this person says, I was actually raised in the Alma area. I went to high school and played on those same baseball fields as a child. I never felt unsafe. This case is so frustrating. The abduction happened before I was born, but still made such an impact on me. Alma is and was extremely small, especially in the 90s. I feel like it had to be someone from the area. Alma is right off the interstate, so it is possible that it was a traveler. I just can't imagine someone just happening upon those baseball fields they are so intentionally tucked away it is just so disturbing to think it is someone in the community someone else said i live about 20 minutes away from where morgan was abducted and let me say that's all us Arkans Arkansans, our people from arkansas talk about don't go anywhere by yourself watch your surroundings Arkansas is a pretty quiet state, especially if you live in one of the smaller towns, but bad people are everywhere. It's crazy that it's been so long and no one has had a trace of her. Someone wrote into my email and said, I believe that it may have been sex trafficking. Think about it. There were attempted kidnappings nearby and they were unsuccessful. If it was the same truck, he was probably a part of something bigger, especially since we have no real strong leads. People in those rings are very clever. And the last one I will read is one that says, I think what happened was Morgan was dumping sand out of her shoes and a man with the red pickup truck asked her to come to the men's restroom with him and probably took her and drove her away. Those are all very, very solid theories and statements. Again, it's crazy to think that so many of you listen are from that area or live nearby that area. I really enjoyed learning about what you guys thought and what your opinions were on that case. So again, if you haven't caught up on that episode, you can listen to this one and then go ahead over and listen to that one as well. All right, so with that all being said, you guys, as you can tell by the title of today's episode, we are talking about Lori Vallow and the case that is currently against Lori Vallow. Now, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the news lately, but this has been everywhere. This story is everywhere. And I was really interested in it, but I felt like I didn't understand when I was watching the news and the story would pop up. It really didn't make a lot of sense to me, which was more enticing for me to do some research And figure out what was going on, and a lot of you had requested it as well. And so, if you're anything like me and have been seeing this story everywhere, and are just kind of confused as to what the heck is happening, we are going to dive into all of it today. So, hopefully, that'll help clear up some of your questions. And even though there. is a lot of information that I'm going to tell you today. It's still going to leave you with a lot of questions because this case is extremely bizarre. As we go through it, it's just one thing after another and it is, it's just crazy. So we are just going to get right on into it today. Let's do it. So Lori Vallow is a woman who up until about August, late August, early September of 2019, was living in Chandler, Arizona. She was living there with her two children. Their names are JJ and Tylee. Tylee is 17 years old and JJ is seven years old. In September of 2019, Lori decided that she was going to be moving to Rexburg, Idaho, and she moved there and became a podcaster. She was a part of multiple different podcasts, One of the podcasts was called Time to Warrior Up. The other one was called Feel the Fire. And essentially, these were doomsday podcasts, people who were preparing for doomsday. On the website for the Feel the Fire podcast, it says, quote, helping to prepare the people of this earth for the second coming of Jesus Christ, end quote. And the man who runs this website is a man named Michael James. And Michael has continuously denied the fact that this is any sort of cult. Along with that, Lori and her husband named Chad Daybell are a part of a group called Preparing a People, which again is another doomsday group, doomsday preparation group. So let's talk about the marriages that Lori has had because there have been quite a few marriages, quite a few men that she's been married to, and the first man that she ended up having kids with is a man named Joseph Ryan. Joseph and Lori had two kids. One of them is named Colby and the other is Tylee. In 2018, Joseph Had actually died of a heart attack, unfortunately, and by that point, Lori was already on to her next marriage. After Joseph, Lori ended up marrying a man named Charles Vallow, and Charles and Lori decided that they were going to adopt. So the two of them ended up adopting JJ, and JJ is a brilliant, beautiful little boy. He, like I said, is seven years old. He does have autism, and after Lori and Charles adopted JJ, not not too long after, they actually ended up separating. So the two of them got a divorce. And what's interesting is that in the divorce documents, Charles states that part of the reason that he was going through was the divorce. In the divorce documents, it says that he thinks that Lori believes that she is, quote, a God assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming in July, 2020, end quote. Charles also stated that he was worried for his own safety because he thought that if he were to interfere with Lori's religious beliefs, that she would end up killing him because of it. I do want to mention that the people who have known Lori for years and years and years have said that she never really showed signs of being so obsessed with the idea of doomsday and being part of all these different groups and things like that. It definitely happened more so in the past year, two years, where people really started to notice a difference in her and her personality and a different side of her really began to show. So on July 11th of 2019, which was really not that long ago, Charles, who is JJ's father, he lived in Texas at this time, and Lori and her two kids lived in Arizona. So Charles decided that he was going to drive to Arizona to pick up JJ, to spend a couple of days with him, spend some time with him. And when Charles got there, things did not go as planned. When Charles arrived to Lori's house, him and Lori ended up getting into this big argument. So Lori and Charles get into an argument and Lori's brother was also at Lori's house that day and his name is Alex Cox. And according to Lori and Alex, they said that because the argument was getting pretty heated, Lori ended up leaving the room and Alex kind of intervened and really got in the middle of this fight. And according to Alex, he said that Charles was holding a bat and they were in the living room of Lori's house. Charles was holding this bat and he attempted to hit Alex with the bat. And once that happened, Alex walked to his room. He grabbed a gun and went back into the living room where Charles was. He told Charles to drop the bat, but according to Alex, he said that Charles did not drop the bat, and that is when he shot Charles in the living room of Lori's house, and Charles ended up passing away. Now, Alex claims this entire situation was him just defending himself. It was in self-defense, so no charges were pressed against Alex for for this. There was a claim that was made that Charles had a $1 million life insurance policy on him, but I don't think that's ever been officially confirmed because a lot of people did think, well, maybe they just killed him for his life insurance money, but the life insurance policy has never been officially confirmed. So a couple months later on December 12th of 2019, it's so crazy to think that this was all just happening in the past couple months, but on December 12th, 2019, Alex, Alex Cox Lori's brother was found dead in his home in Gilbert, Arizona. Alex was 51 years old when he passed away and the cause of death has not been released to the public yet. So we aren't sure about that, but he did have an autopsy performed on him, but those results haven't been released. So let's talk about Lori's new husband or her latest husband. His name is Chad Daybell and Chad Daybell is a man who was also heavily involved in the whole doomsday preparation lifestyle. And the reason that the two of them ended up clicking to begin with is because Chad had written a lot of books about doomsday and the end of time and all of these things. And so Lori being super fascinated with that whole idea and that whole, I don't even know what you would call it, but Lori was extremely fascinated with doomsday. Chad wrote a bunch of books on doomsday. And so that is how the two of them initially started talking and connecting. And the two of them started talking about two years prior to them actually getting married. Chad has allegedly told people that he has special powers that he can see into the future. And like I said earlier, with Lori's marriage to Charles and how Charles said that Lori truly believed that she was a God. And that was a really big struggle in their marriage was to try to overcome that. So, you know, you have Chad who is all infatuated with doomsday and Lori who's all infatuated with doomsday. So it's kind of like these two people who are both just kind of in their own world World with this whole thing. And Chad actually has been married before as well. Chad was married to a woman named Tammy, and Tammy actually ended up dying this past October from natural causes. She passed away in her sleep, and she was 49 years old when she did, and she was found dead on October 19th, 2019 in her home. Chad and Lori actually ended up getting married two weeks after Tammy's death. And while Tammy's death was initially ruled a death by natural causes, An investigation for Tammy's death has actually been reopened because police are now realizing that the timing of everything is very odd. And considering the events that Lori has gone through with her husband, both she's had two husbands that have died. Her brother passed away. And so police really do think that there is definitely something weird going on. So they reopened the investigation on Tammy's death and that is in the works at the moment. Tammy and Chad actually met at Brigham Young University and the two of them got married in 1990. They had five kids together. They really seemed to be living a happy life. They opened up their own publishing company. It's called the Spring Creek Book Company and it was Tammy's pride and joy. It was like she had another child. She absolutely loved that company and it was something that she was so incredibly proud of and because Chad is and was an author, it really worked out well for the both of them. So that's kind of all the backstory of what we're about to jump into now. And I know it's a lot, I know it's confusing because it's just all these people and they just seemingly keep on passing away. It's very, very bizarre, but let's talk about the main priority right now, which is Lori's kids, JJ and Tylee, who have been missing since late September of 2019. So, something I think is pretty telling is Lori's oldest son, and his name, like I said, is Colby. She had him with the same man that she had Tylee with, Joseph Ryan, and Colby was actually emancipated. And if you don't know what emancipation means, it basically, I have the definition right here. And it is when someone under the age of 18 goes through a court process to legally free themselves from being under the control of their parents. So basically their parents have no more legal responsibility of their child, you know, their child can move away, live without them, do regular adult things that they could do after the age of 18, just they do it before they're 18. Now, at this point, Colby is 23 years old. I believe he lives in Arizona. I know he has a wife, he has a daughter, he has a family. He's completely living on his own and doing his own thing and starting fresh in his own way, which is amazing. So along with Colby, Lori had two other kids, Tylee, who is 17, and JJ, who is seven. And around November of 2019, extended family of the kids and of Lori reached out to police to tell them that they were worried about the safety of the children because they hadn't been able to get in touch with them since late September, 2019. So they asked police to do a welfare check. So police ended up going to Lori's house. And at this point she was living in Idaho because she had moved to Idaho late August, early September of 2019. And she was living in Idaho with Chad. The two of them, like I said, had gotten married in October and Lori had moved out there a little bit prior to that. So police ended up going to their house in Idaho, and when they arrived, Lori told police that JJ and Tylee were actually staying with some family members who lived in Arizona, and initially when police went to their house the first time, they didn't have a search warrant. They didn't really have anything. It was just to do a regular checkup, and uh, Lori and Chad actually asked police if they could come back later at a different time, and so police left the house, and they ended up getting a search warrant, and the very next day, they ended up going back to Lori and Chad house, but they were nowhere to be found. So obviously this was very alarming to police at this point because they had done some research and they reached out to some family members of the kids in Arizona and they all said that they weren't staying with them. So that left police with more questions as to the kids' whereabouts and also now their parents are missing. And it definitely didn't sit right with police that Lori and Chad suddenly disappear the day after they were questioned about JJ and Tylee's whereabouts. And it wasn't until just a couple weeks ago on January 25th, did someone spot Lori because during the time it was November, December, January that no one had seen Lori or Chad. And I don't know if you guys saw this story on the news. I've seen it on the news all the time and no one knew where Lori or Chad was. And on January 25th, someone had actually spotted Lori. She was leaving a resort spa in Kauai, which is in Hawaii. And I apologize if I mispronounced that, but that is where Lori was and where Lori had been hiding. Her and Chad had rented out a beachfront house at this resort and were paying a lot of money for it. And Lori does not portray herself as someone who is super worried about her kids' whereabouts considering the fact that her kids are missing and that no one can seem to find them. And so when police found her in Hawaii, they told her she had five days, so she had until January January 30th of 2019, which by the time you're seeing this would probably be a little under two weeks ago. She had five days to bring the children to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare, like I said, by January 30th. Police also searched all through the house that Chad and Lori were staying at but found no signs of the children anywhere. And as you can probably tell, we've passed the point of January 30th and Lori failed to bring Tylee and JJ to the Department of Health and Welfare like she was ordered to do. The police told her if you don't bring your kids, you will probably face legal consequences and she clearly didn't care enough about that to bring them forward. So as of right now, Tylee and JJ's whereabouts are unknown. They're still considered missing and they're considered to be endangered. More recently, there have been emails that have been released by JJ's school that were from Lori informing them back in late August that JJ would not be returning back to school because Lori had a business opportunity, a new job that she was starting that required her and her family to move ASAP. The email says, and I quote, since the circumstances in our lives have changed drastically since my husband passed away last month, I have been offered a job out of state and have had to accept it. We have had to move quickly since the job started ASAP. So I'm sad to inform you that Joshua won't be returning this year. Joshua is JJ. JJ is the nickname that they called him. Tylee and JJ were last seen in Idaho on September 23rd of 2019. That is the last time anyone has seen them. Something that's also crazy that just brings this whole situation to a whole nother level that I don't really see a lot of people talking about is the fact that Lori didn't just move to Idaho, A, for Chad, and B, with her two kids, Tylee and JJ. She also moved with her niece, Melanie Bordeaux. During the time of the move, Melanie had recently gotten a divorce from her husband, Brandon Bordeaux. The two of them had four kids together. They lived in Arizona and ultimately the marriage just didn't end up working out. Melanie had also gotten involved in a lot of the doomsday cults that Lori had been involved with as well. On October 2nd though of 2019, this past year, Brandon was pulling into the driveway of their home in Phoenix. But at this point, Melanie had already up and moved to Idaho. So it was just Brandon who was staying at the house and when Brandon pulled into his driveway, he was actually shot at by someone who was driving by in a car and luckily the bullet missed him. He did not get hit. The only thing that was hit was the driver's side window of his car. The investigation for this situation is still open and police are still working on it. According to Brandon though, he said that the person driving the car that shot at him, the, the car was a dark green jeep and according to Brandon, he knew exactly exactly whose car that was, and he thinks that that car belonged to Charles Vallow, and you might be thinking, well, Charles passed away, like, many months prior to that, so how is it possible that he was driving that car? According to Brandon, he believes that it's actually Alex Cox who was the one driving the car. Now, if you remember, Alex Cox is Lori's brother and also the person who ended up murdering Charles Vallow. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back with more of the Killer Instinct podcast. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems a little counterproductive, right? com's instant alerts mean that you can spend less time looking for the perfect place and more time on just doing you apartments.com the place to find a place all right you guys welcome back brandon said that this car looked exactly like the one that charles drove and it even had texas license plates and like i said earlier charles lived in texas and if you're wondering well why what's the, like what's the purpose why would alex go after brandon And it's because a good reason could be that the divorce between Melanie and Brandon did get and is pretty messy. Melanie and Brandon's kids have been staying with Brandon's parents, and on multiple different occasions, Melanie has gone over to their house without permission, without an invitation, and has demanded to take back her kids, says that she has a court order when she doesn't, and she's actually been arrested for trespassing. The person who always bailed Melanie out of jail as well as drove her to Brandon's parents' house to retrieve her kids was alex cox and like i said though that investigation is still open and no arrests have been made no charges have been made so i want to talk about colby again for a second who is Lori's eldest son since this has all happened. Colby has posted multiple videos. I think he has posted two videos, which I will have linked in the description box below if you're watching me on YouTube. And basically these videos are just a plea to his mother and they're very upsetting to watch because you just really feel for him. You see the pain, you hear it in his voice, you can see it on his face. He is absolutely torn up about this. He does defend his mom in the way that he says that he doesn't believe that his mom would ever intentionally harm Ty and JJ and that he says that Lori would just never do that. She would always protect them and wouldn't do anything to hurt them. Colby has said in these videos that he wants his mom to come forward and to tell police what happened to his siblings. Lori and Colby's relationship became especially rocky about a year ago. And about a year ago, Lori kind of just disappeared for two months. She went to Hawaii for two months and then came back. And then that is when her and Charles began their process for their divorce. And during that two-month period is really when Colby and Lori's relationship became more rocky. There was a lot of tension and animosity. Colby said that Lori had lied to him about how Charles had died. Lori told him that Charles passed away from a heart attack, which we know is not true because Lori's brother, Alex, shot Charles and that is how he died. Colby said that he didn't even know who Chad was. Lori's new husband didn't know who Chad was until he saw the two of them in the news. That is the first time that he became aware of who Chad was. The last contact that Colby had with his siblings was actually in October, which is interesting. It was in October and Tylee, the 17-year-old, had made two Venmo payments from her account to Colby's account. But Colby says that he doesn't believe that it was Tylee making those payments. He believes it was actually Lori doing it from Tylee's phone. The last time that Colby has talked to Lori was back in November when detectives called Colby's house and asked him questions about Lori and his siblings. And that is when he ended up cutting off communication with Lori. Probably the most recent update in all of this is that there has been a storage unit that has come forward with video surveillance footage that shows in October and November, Lori and another man who's believed to be Alex, her brother, entering and exiting the storage unit multiple times carrying and transferring Tylee and JJ's belongings like clothes and bikes and toys and things like that. They were all being transferred in and out of the storage unit. The last time that Lori was known to visit the unit was on November 24th of 2020. 19 police have gotten a warrant to search the unit and like I said they all I have found is just the kids belongings no traces of them or where they could possibly be it's just their belongings other family members of Lori say that they do believe even though they don't want to believe it they do believe that there has been foul play that has been involved in Tylee and JJ's disappearance Lori has just been inconsistent about Tylee and JJ's whereabouts from the beginning and there has been alleged reports that say Chad actually went around and told people that Lori didn't even have any kids to begin with. And there are also reports that have said that Lori herself has stated that a year before her move, her eldest daughter died, which is just not true. And along with that, Lori has done absolutely nothing to help with the search of finding her kids, which of course is only just going to raise suspicion. It's going to make you look so much more guilty if you're just sitting back and not really really engaging in the search for your kids. And before moving to Idaho, Lori had actually given up JJ's service dog. JJ had a service dog. It was a golden doodle named Bailey, who he absolutely loved and this dog helped him sleep through the night. Like I said, JJ did have autism so this dog really just helped him in a lot of aspects of life. Before the move to Idaho, Lori had actually put Bailey up for sale for $2,500 and no one ended up coming forward to want to purchase her. So Lori called the trainer, the dog trainer that had trained Bailey to help with JJ's needs and told the dog trainer that he needed to take the dog ASAP and so I think it was that same day that she called him that he came over and took the dog. Bailey is now living with a different family and helping another child, but it also just makes you question why they couldn't bring the dog with them on their move. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I know that that is a lot of information that I just threw at you and it probably, I hope it makes sense. I hope I explained it in a way that broke it down well enough for you to make sense because I feel like when I'm reading it, I'm like, how does this even make sense? Because the information is just so crazy. There's so many missing pieces and parts and just, it's so bizarre. There's been so many people in this family who have died. Chad's wife, Tammy, has died. Lori's brother, Alex, has died. Two of Lori's husbands Have died. It just doesn't make any sense. But I do want to talk about theories real quick. The first theory is that Lori has placed Tylee and JJ into a doomsday cult or doomsday group. This would support Colby's statement of the fact that he doesn't believe that Lori would do anything to physically hurt the children. So they could be staying in a doomsday support group or doomsday cult. And that could possibly be part of the reason that Lori isn't helping. Thing in the search for them because she knows exactly where they are, doesn't want them to leave what she believes is like this safe area, and that's just how it is. The second theory is that there is foul play involved in Tylee and JJ's disappearance and that that foul play was at the hands of Lori or Chad. Again, that's just a theory, you just have to look at every single possibility. I do wanna mention something that I saw that I thought was interesting because Tylee and JJ were actually in the house when Charles was shot by Alex and I saw something that said it could be possible that Lori and Alex could have been worried that Tylee and JJ were going to say something about how the story that Alex and Lori have been saying where it was all self-defense and Alex did what he needed to do was not true and is not what happened. And in order to prevent Tylee and JJ from going out and saying something, they needed to make sure they didn't. I definitely think that there are people who know exactly where Tylee and JJ are. I think there are multiple people who do, and I think that those people are the people who, are in these doomsday groups and cults, that's just what they are, with Lori and Chad. I 100% believe that there are people out there who know exactly where they are. And I just hope that they are okay and they can be returned to people who love them and care about them and can take care of them. Because clearly, you never want to say a mother can't take care of her kids ever. I never want to say that. Um, but clearly Lori is going through something and it's making her struggle in doing what's best and what's in the best interest for her children so that is really all the information that i have i'm so interested in hearing what you guys have to say about it so definitely let me know in the comments below if you're watching me on youtube or dm me or email me if you're listening to me on the podcast i'm going to be talking about the theories next week you can email me at killerinstinctpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com again that is killerinstinctpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com and with that being said you guys thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of killer instinct if you are new here hi my name is savannah i am your host of killer instinct make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button that way you never miss an episode we post every single wednesday here and you are not going to want to miss it i will be back next week with a brand new episode for you guys and until then have a great rest of your week and stay safe